0: This is a short, basic talk and outline of meditation. In this use of the concept of meditation here, we apply the concept to have the same meaning as mindfulness, as observation, as giving attention to, as being conscious of, being aware of, seeing. Those kinds of words and the word meditation itself has for us here the same meaning. And so meditation practice itself is not something for us restricted in any way to a particular time, or a particular posture, or a particular situation, such as a retreat, but meditation is that which can be applied in life to all times, all all situations, all activities, all postures. And therefore, meditation is the same thing as us living and learning to live in a conscious way, to be a conscious human being. And this, being a conscious human being, applies here in the meditation hall, to being truly conscious of ourselves. And that means what's actually happening inside of ourselves. What happens when we live in an unconscious way is that we're very much subjected to all the variety of influences of the past. Old patterns, old tendencies, old ways of doing and thinking emerge from our past, our past conditioning, enter into our consciousness, enter into the present and affect what we do, what we say, what we think, what we feel, what we believe. So meditation practice is the art of being a conscious human being And that, for us, includes being more aware of the old influences, the old patterns, and particularly those things in the past which have got a certain charge for us, and which have an unhelpful effect, shall we say, in our present way of acting and being. Seeing the influences of the past, they were speaking about the unhelpful, uh, sometimes unhealthy uh, influences of the past, that seeing of that is called self-knowledge. Learning about it, um, not being so much under the influence of, being more free from, is called self-understanding. Now, in our meditation practices, what we do, but, but meditation practice basically is, is emphasizing very strongly and with great uh, repetition, some, some might well say with ad nauseum, the present moment, the actuality of the present moment, and so that meditation is saying to us that we keep bringing our mind back to the present moment. What we are doing, therefore, is we are selecting purposefully a particular object or content in the present moment. At the present time, that's the breath. We're bringing our attention to the breath, again and again and again and because we do that we can't help but see when our mind has lost contact with the breathing and when it's getting caught up in something else. When the past in some way or other is creating in the present certain kinds of mind states. So there there is the giving of attention to the present this is called meditation and out of that is the real possibility at many levels and depths to gain greater self-knowledge that means what does our mind do when we lose contact with the breath what actually and factually takes place and being conscious of that, being clear about that in order that that knowing becomes an understanding of what the mind is doing or creating. So sometimes when we are sitting, we're giving attention to the breath and we just experience our mind wandering. It wanders to something, someone, some place, time, situation, and we find our mind focusing on that. Sometimes we find um, there is uh, a discomfort appearing in some part of the body, uh, some pain, and, the, and out of that the mind begins to uh, react. We perhaps get negative towards ourselves um, or, or, or irritated. Sometimes we find that there's situation happening around us. There's noises taking place, uh, there's uh, thoughts about what one will be doing later on in the day or whatever, and the mind begins to, to focus on that and um, become involved in that. So in our being in touch with the, the breathing, it serves as a very useful tool and device to see what pattern, or what habit, or what tendency the mind has, in, and what it actually gravitates towards, what our mind moves towards—not to, with with a view in any way to rejecting or to putting down or saying, "Well, this shouldn't be like this," but more with a view to saying, "Okay, this is happening," and one is just clear about the kinds of directions our mind moves in. And when we're not so much caught up in those directions, when we find and restore our balance with the present, then we are able more and more to skillfully, when appropriate, to let go of some of these mind states, some of the thoughts, some of the patterns which are occurring. Thus, the the self-knowledge, the self-knowing, with the greater understanding into that, brings more freedom, genuine freedom of mind. Now, how can we make that, as a, let us say, as a general approach, be such that in our meditative practice, Um, we can apply it and it can be, become something genuinely practical for us. Firstly, as I mentioned yesterday evening, there's the question of our posture, giving care and attention to the posture, giving care and attention to the breathing, feeling the expanse of the breathing as we breathe in, chest expanding, diaphragm, stomach expanding, that whole breath experience, being in touch with that. And one of the ways that can, in a practical way that can help that be easier for us, particularly at the beginning, is just exaggerating the form of the breath a little bit, making it a little bit stronger, making it a little bit more uh, deep. Not making it um, louder, uh, h- however, um, I <laughs> In saying that, I remember when we lived in the community, and one of the people in the community we would have a group sitting each morning, and he had the tendency to, when breathing in long and deep, to breathe in so loud that the rest of us weren't sure whether we were (laughs) we were were breathing, following our own breath, or, or following his. Anyway. So in giving care and attention to the to the breathing, sometimes it's appropriate to make the breath longer and deeper so that it registers itself a little bit more strongly in our consciousness, so that that we are um, able to be that little bit more conscious of our breathing. Important thing with the breathing too, um, is particularly with regard, I would say, to the out-breath, in that our mind so easily wanders and drifts away on the outgoing uh, breath or that that moment, or moments before the next breath actually comes in. So plenty of care and attention with the outgoing breath. And in giving care and attention to the outgoing breath, particularly if we recognize in our life, in our daily life, we suffer with tension, or pressure, or discomfort, or whatever, lots of emphasis in our practice on real, relaxation on the outgoing breath. You know, and sometimes, as I think we notice in our daily life situation, we often, uh, there's an experience which is tension-provoking and in a rather natural way we just, whew, just relax. In, and here we, we, in rather the same way, we're breathing in, breathing in through the nose, breathing out through the nose, and relaxing with the outgoing breath. So that the mind itself, the activities of our mind, have the feeling more and more of settling into the body. So when we breathe, we're sitting, we, we check out our posture, we breathe in, we breathe out, we relax with the outgoing breath, keeping the spine as straight as possible with that feeling of settling into the body. And this feeling or experience of settling into the body is uh, towards, brings, or brings us more towards mental health, mental well-being, and in being much more in touch with the body, when the life of the mind, shall we say, penetrates, permeates itself into the body, and certainly contributes to more harmony of the body, health of the body. Mental health is a tremendous contribution in life to physical health and the loss of physical health in life among the many factors, one of them is certainly alienation. Being out of touch with ourselves at the physical level is often a a stepping stone towards um, um, physical ill health, particularly later in life. So this giving care and attention to the breathing practice, breathing in, breathing out, relaxing with the out-breath so that we feel ourselves in a conscious way settling into the body. This more and more settling into the body, feeling the body more. And then in that, in our life, we can get more in touch with the the needs, the feelings of the life of the body. Now, in a, when a person is coming to the a situation like this, perhaps coming to it for the for the first time, one can have the feeling, you know, that you know, one has read perhaps a few books or one has heard about meditation and one t- perhaps draws a conclusion that meditation is some special form of experience, that something fantastic is going to happen and uh, one's, one's going to have one's mind blown in some way or uh, other and there can be that kind of expectation that it's going to be uh, Supernatural—it's going, it's going to make, uh, uh, um, make the make the drug experience, uh, just a, just a kindergarten stuff, um, or whatever it might be. But that isn't what we're con- concerned about here. We're not concerned about the pursuit of experience. We're concerned about being conscious, being a clear human being, inwardly clear and conscious. That's meditation practice. And anything else which occurs in our meditation, ordinary, everyday, spiritual, or whatever, okay, that's, that's what's occurring right now, being conscious of that, being in touch with that. So in, in any, not in any way at all, are we looking in our meditation practice for anything special, we're not looking for anything fantastic to happen. There's enough happening in in life already, we don't need any more to add to it. Now, when one comes into a situation like here, uh, and one is adjusting to uh, many things within within the situation, the timetable, the meetings, um, the food, the sleeping arrangements to each other, oneself. Often all that combined, plus where we're coming from, can provoke inside of us quite a lot of feelings of um, restlessness. And restlessness produces other mind states. One of them is what I often call the uh, five-worded mantra, and that one recycles itself with frequency during the day and it goes basically, what am I doing here? And this gets, uh, comes through the mind, especially if one is feeling agitated or, or restless or whatever, this, these thoughts, what am I, what am I doing here? What, 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 I could be somewhere else, I could be Martha's Vineyard or, or somewhere else. And that's often just part of the settling into the day. The restlessness sometimes produces more thoughts, sometimes produces more doubts, but as we settle in, much of that just by itself really just drops away. If one is feeling restless, then plenty of care and attention on the uh, outgoing breath, just relaxing and settling in with regard to the out-breath itself. That would be very helpful and supportive. Other, which also occurs in the course of the meditation practice and very noticeable, is the whole area of tiredness, drowsiness. And sometimes when that takes a hold of us, it gets extended into another kind of mind state, dullness, um, depression, sorry, boredom, feeling low. And sometimes when there are things in one's life which are going on, not clear, unresolved, un- unexpressed, then one feels down, then feeling uh, depressed, and so forth. And, and sometimes the, the mind goes, as it were, from one feeling, something unexpressed, energy becomes low, or whatever, and there's a kind of continuation of that in terms of um, unsatisfactory mind states. Then, too, in, the mid- in our life, and here sometimes it's just one feels tired, One has been working, one has been rather active, one has been travelling some distance to arrive here, and in being here one sits and one finds that after just a few minutes of sitting that one feels very tired, one uh, finds the energy, the body is low, the body slumps, there's a lack of vitality. Rather important in life um, to, to be aware and conscious of low energy. Very important, in fact. We don't give sufficient uh, consideration to this because quite often low energy means we're very much susceptible to the past, to accumulations, to fears, to anger, to reactions. When the energy is low, in terms of being present in the present, we're much more likely to be careless. We're much more likely to say something, and an hour later, a day later, you think, God, I should have kept my mouth shut. That low energy, particularly if there's some stress or pressure in one's life, puts the mind into spaces which can be very painful for oneself, painful for others. So this, the meditation practice of being a conscious human being is one which is aware when the energy is low. Learning to feel in touch with that, if necessary, learning to change that flow, if one can find a little bit more energy. So what we are developing in our practice is, here's a state of mind which I'm experiencing, restlessness, um, tiredness or whatever, and we're finding ways and means and a willingness in mind to as early as possible, work with that, the fact of that experience. This willingness to work with and, and uh, uh, applying that willingness is what changes human beings. What brings us to fresh levels of consciousness. In our sitting, for example, we might be sitting and we find after a few minutes, we just, we fade out. Tiredness is there, a very understandable human situation. So sometimes just a few little variations in our sitting can help cut through that barrier. It might be sitting with one's hands on one's knees, lifting the chest, making that a bit higher. It may be stretching the arms above the head or holding the arms up in the air. It may be moving the hand as we used to do in the east, just up and down through the air like this, moment to moment when the energy begins to drop, the hand kind of goes all floppy, just a way and mean of ways and means of being a bit more conscious, keeping the eyes open for. a period period of time or just having their hands resting on their head. I mean, they're just small things, but basically they're expressing and cultivating an attitude of mind which says, here's what I'm experiencing, here's a way to work with it. And it's that willingness to work with and be in touch with and learn from which is a foundation of being a conscious human being. So, we have our sitting period. Another two. If you find the mind is just um, in the sitting, as I say, just just feeling rather tired, sometimes we just need a little bit more air in the body, a little bit more oxygen in the body. So, to breathe in, hold the air element in the body for a while. Feel the air in the body. Hold it inside, let it permeate, let it touch the cells, let it... uh, touch the brain cells, and that sometimes has an, an awakening and an enlivening influence upon us. So, simple methods, simple techniques, and expressing a mind willing to work with life realities. So as I say, one has to be a little bit patient with oneself because the restlessness or the tiredness or a, a bit of both uh, very much prevalent in the beginning of a retreat. The walking meditation too. Very important. I would call it equally as significant as the uh, sitting. It takes time, it takes uh, care to work with. And one d- might just walk from point A to point B. Just a few meters is enough. And in making that walk, making each step count really getting in touch with that walking. Life, um, an aspect of of intelligence in life is learning in a clear and purposeful way to take one step at a time and to keep making that one step at a time. And in the walking meditation, that's just what we're doing, making each step clear. And so, one may say use the walking, a hall or wherever, and just finding that time to make that walking. Sometimes the breathing can be used with the walking if that's appropriate. Breathing in on the upstep, breathing out on the downstep. In on the upstep, out on the downstep. Or just foot touching the floor, just feeling the foot making that contact with the ground, with the earth. All ways and means of make us and enable us to be much more present-minded. Grounding ourselves in the present, not denying the past, not denying the future, but living with a mind which just doesn't run so loosely around the three areas of time, as it were, going back, forth, one to the other, running around in other places, other areas of time, place, situations. And that kind of circulating um, um, dance of the mind means that the mind doesn't have a base, it doesn't have a, a real reference point, it doesn't have a, a centre. A and without some centre in our life, the dance of the mind is such that there's, there is no real clarity. So we make the present where life actually is the center. We we put our emphasis here in the simple reality of the here-now situation and using that as a base, we'll see so much more. And this is called meditation practice. This is specifically called insight meditation practice. May all beings live with self-knowledge. May all beings be in touch with the here and now. May all beings live with understanding.